Hello, and welcome to the epilogue for Wyverns and Weirdos Corruption, uh, the first of our campaigns. Um, I'm your dungeon master, Darby. Joining me as always are Laura, playing Bertie, Mitch, playing Caius, Eddie, playing Anya, Jake, playing Newman, Zoe, playing Ross, and Johanna, playing Rook. Let's jump into things. Okay. So. Rewind to an end. With a little bit of flexibility to highlight a moment or two. What do characters do within the next... 10 to 15 years. Starting with Ross. Okay. Well, um, I guess off the bat, <laughs> I'll say that um, any outcome the scene she had earlier, any ending or revival of her friendship with Caius is in Caius's court. Uh, she won't tell anyone what happened if he doesn't, because she respects that. And she, for the record, if he never spoke to her again, she would respect that. And she would do her best to make sure it did not affect the group as best she could. Um, I guess beyond that, because I will leave that up to Caius, uh, she spends years on the rebuild of Karas. And then there comes a point where, much in the same way as Rook felt that she could no longer outrun her grief, there's a point where those around her would see Ross just stop for the first time in years, maybe. Definitely as long as Sam has known her. Almost as long as the people she lives with has known, have known her. And they're comes a point where she would bring together the people she loves most in this world, which are this family she has made and the other family of bards and vagabonds <laughs> she has made as well as her parents and not you know, in like a watch my soliloquy way, but she would quietly over a few weeks tell people that she thinks she's ready to be boring. However she can be. And she will continue to help the refugee effort. And But once it is looking, once it stops being this need this 
all-consuming, ravaging need to protect people anymore. She focuses on building the life she imagined for herself when she was very small. And when that was the only thing she could think of to get through the day, watching people be stolen from the street, worried she would be one of them one day. And she rebuilds the theater destroyed by the Magisters. She finally puts on that bloody production of Hamlet, the paladin who is very bad at his job. Um, And I think she and Sam probably spend a lot of time together learning what it means to love one another without fear in the way. Um, And that can take years. They don't have elven lifespans, but they have a lot of caring for each other, regardless of whether it is romantic or platonic. And things don't have neat endings sometimes, so I can't actually say here in this little summary whether Sam and Ross will be together in 15 years. But I only mean that romantically, because I think there is too much love between them and too much history and too much of the same for them to ever leave each other fully. And I think he is with her for as long as he wants to be. And as long as she wants him next to her. Which would be the same for every member of the party and every member of her theatre troupe. Even when she eventually has to give Newman the terrible, awful, wretched news that they need to move into a bigger place because seven bards? Well, six bards and an artificer cannot live in one basically student cottage. So if people don't want to move out, they at least need somewhere larger. And I think she wants to build a home for herself that no longer feels like survival or like a temporary reprieve from a world that is falling apart. And I think that's what she does for 15 years as she also becomes (laughs) Karas's very own Patti LuPone, probably a little less uh, enraged by sending stones being used in theater, but she She wants to foster that creativity in the same way she has always felt that performance was there for her when her life was falling apart in the same way that her happiest memory is that carnival performer faking a card pull for a child. She wants that to be her legacy, whether people remember Zorsum Tathara or not, or Taven. And that is what she will do for 15 years. Caius. So, um, Caius does uh, a few things, a few sort of um, menial tasks, if you will. Um, He spends 
a bit of time um, expanding the school that he's got um, so that it encompasses needs of a much wider variety of students so um, anyone who wants to learn um, how to control their magic a little bit more um, there's varying degrees of self-defense um, there's also a, um, a smaller classroom which has opened up which um, teaches kids um, about how to be confident in them in themselves um, he also starts up another organization um, off to the side um, which is more of a he just uses like a like a scout hall every second weekend or something or other um, where um, any mercenaries, adventurers, military personnel um, can come in free of charge to um, just sort of be able to talk to each other or to everyone about any problems that they might have encountered um, in, a, in a very safe, no judgment environment. Um, because um, I think we've learnt that being in close proximity to a large number of very powerful people in very stressful situations um, can leave a lot of scars on people. So being able to talk to individuals that you don't know you've got no other connection with um, can... The aim is to help relieve some of that stress on those. So he sets that up and he attends as many meetings as he can to get things started and to make the um, organization as friendly and welcoming as he possibly can. Um, the other thing that he does, he does want to uh, probably towards the end of the first year or into the start of the second year, um, he's going to take um, uh, Theodore Felix Silvius aside um, and have just a couple of words with him, um, thanking him very much for his time, um, how he's been incredibly helpful and uh, uh, stalwart ally in these times of war. Um, but Caius doesn't feel right having taken Theodore away from his family and friends to come and serve him only to not be needed in the um, manner that he was first offered essentially um, so Caius presents the option to Theodore if he does wish to return to Arborea um, then Caius will uh, arrange transport and, and allow him to return to his friends and family with um, the best wishes. Um, but he will leave that decision up to Theodore. Theodore would return, but um, there would be an understanding between the two of you that should you ever need his aid, all you need to do is call. Caius will remember that and um, 
very happy for the time that he spent with uh, little Teddy. Um, couple more things that he does. Um, he does um, write a quick letter um, himself, so it takes a while. Um, but he does write a letter and uh, send it um, via courier um, to what the last known location of um, uh, Ross was. Um, which is just, it's just titled Ross um, in an envelope. don't know if Ross opens it or not. <laughs> Absolutely, she does. Okay. Um, in on a very expensive piece of parchment, um, which has been uh, ripped on the sides and there's ink blots everywhere, um, and in very scrawling writing, but it looks like there's definitely been time taken in crafting these words. Um, there's the words everybody makes mistakes but precious few know how to forgive I understand partly why you did what you have to do and I fully forgive you together we can learn and we can grow your fellow knight and friend, Sir Lord Caius Viator Silvius, Knight of the Seven, Paladin of the Lady Day, and the Great Redeemer. Uh, Ross would write him a reply on the most expensive piece of paper she can scavenge out of her entire house which is probably like torn out she probably steals it from Sam TBH one of he probably has nice paper or books and she writes to Lord Caius Viator Silvius Knight of the Seven Paladin and Champion of the Lady Deomir Thank you. Thank you. Ravari. She would send that back to him. Anything else, Caius? Um... If at all possible, he would very much like to um, have a conversation um, with Bianca if she's ever available. Um, Caius isn't going to go out of his way to um, seek her out. Um, But if the... um, If it arises, he will um, he'll jump on it and he'll have a We'll try and just have a bit of a chat. Okay. Um, 
probably a few years down the line, um, I think Bianca would be ready to um, kind of extend the olive branch, Bertie. And at that point, you would probably have the opportunity to have a conversation with her. Yeah, I imagine if sideways or not, um, I imagine Bertie would try to keep his distance, but he would like want to be as sure that he was as present as he can be if Bianca ever contacted him, was willing to talk. And I think Bertie specifically would at least very, at the very least want Caius to meet her and maybe she would resent Bertie for having someone he's once again made a home for instead of her when she was young and needed it. But he wants her to meet Caius at least because he thinks he knows they would get along, maybe. But yeah, so I don't know if they'd meet. But if Caius found the time to seek her out himself, but yeah. Well, firstly, Caius has no intention of getting in the way of anything. So if um, there is any sort of interaction between Bianca and and Bertie, um, Caius will completely remove himself from that situation um, out of respect for the two parties. Um, So I don't know if that happens or or what, but... That'll be something. That can be covered mm. when we get to Bertie's. Um, yeah. Well, no, after um, after all of that, I assume um, Caius will just sort of um, sort of wander into the house as he does, just kind of plods around. Um, and uh, with definite purpose, but he's purposefully um, sort of aloof in a way. And, oh, um, good afternoon, um, Bianca, is it? Yes. Um, I'm, uh, Caius, I think we met, uh, yeah. briefly before I tried to kill some of your friends and then we were attacked by a cloud. Hmm. Uh, yes, um, uh-huh. how are you? Better. Good. That's that's very good to hear. Um, Sorry, it just occurred to me that we'd lead very odd lives. We were actually attacked by a cloud, weren't we? Um, We were were. were on a we're on a ship. It was flying in the air. Um, We all beat each other up for a bit, and the cloud got angry. Um, Hopefully, the last few years have been a little bit uh, kinder. Um, to you and um, anyone that you're travelling with. Um, sorry, this is very formal. Um, I apologise. Um, sorry, I'm not very good at uh, meeting new people. Um, do you want to... Um, you know, there's a lovely ice cream joint just down the road. I feel like ice cream. Would you like an ice cream? Sure. Wonderful. Um, so yeah, Caius will uh, walk with Bianca out to the ice creamery, um, and I hope we um, we have a lovely time yeah. having uh, 
beautiful strawberry ice creams um, and just chatting, just having a friendly conversation. Um, yeah. And before we move on, is there anything that that Caius in particular uh, wants to touch on with Bertie while we're on Caius? Um, Considering the characters are so intrinsically linked at this point, there is a very brief scene that I'd like with Bertie. It's not not super big or anything. If that's yeah. um, so, Caius at some stage is just going to sort of um, uh, meet up with Bertie um, and he'll probably just come over to Bertie's house and just knock on the door as he normally does um, and then he goes to push in the door but he's learnt so he waits um, <laughs> yeah, but he very nervously quickly opens the door and like ah! and like Ducks is like ah, nice to see you again <laughs> um, how are you going? Hello. I'm wonderful how are you? Yeah, not not too bad. <laughs> Better now that you're here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stop it. Um, <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> um, what um is um? Would you like to go for a walk? Yeah, yeah, a walk. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I realise it's, it's not... um, fairly late in the evening, but um, uh, I was going to um go for a walk earlier, but then I um. I uh, got distracted with thoughts. Oh, yeah, I do that a lot. I think of thoughts, and then that's usually too much for my brain sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's not a, not a 25k jog, is it? <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's, it's much closer than that. We're all good. Um, yeah, no, I'd love to go for a walk. Oh, uh, perfect. And he'll sort of um, uh, wander around, um, and he sort of leads Bertie. Um, he's kind of, uh, he's holding Bertie's hand, but kind of like walking in front of Bertie to try and, like, <laughs> he's, on a, he's on a mission. Um, Bertie's probably used to this. Guy's got longer legs than he does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like trying to like, kind of like fix his hair. I was like, oh, I didn't realize we're going for a walk. Oh, this is <laughs> wow, what an lovely evening. <laughs> um, and yeah and he leads Bertie to a um, a lovely little cafe um, which was a cafe that uh, Bertie took Caius to a long time ago oh yes um, the little flower shop cafe <laughs> yeah where the brunch <laughs> yeah um, yeah so it's fairly late in the evening but the uh, the cafe is still open and there's a couple of um staff members that are kind of flitting around um there's no other customers there um and uh Caius leads Bertie to the uh the little table outside where they sat before um and yeah and there's teas that are already brought out um as Caius gives like a little wave to some of the staff um (laughs) and yeah and this is lovely. <laughs> well, um, I just remember the last time that um, we were here. Um, well, it, well, I mean, the last time we were here, a, a few times ago when we were in Dorham, um, which is here again. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> and 
we okay. came here and we got to have a chat and it was very nice. So I just wanted to um, have another chat. Um, oh, yes, that's, because that's, wow. Um, uh, yeah, no, that that'd be great. <laughs> wow, yeah, I remember that. That was the first time, such a long time ago now. It was nice though. This is this is nice. This is this is a bit more than a little walk. <laughs> well, you kind it, of just like tucks into his side a bit, then um looks over the table, sits down. Yes, I guess it was it was a bit more of a little walk, wasn't it? Um, it was more of like a medium walk, I guess. Um, but it's it, okay. It, it, I'm it, not it, complaining. It was downward, though, so it was. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Oh that's boy. We just, uh, when we walk back, uh, we have to go backwards. Um, so it's still yeah, downhill. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, that, that works. Yeah, that sounds like sound logic to me. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it is. Um, <clears throat> yes. Um, well, um, yes, well, I just wanted to, um, uh, we haven't really had a proper chance to talk for a while. I mean, we've we've done nothing but sort of talk um but yeah I, um just sort of talking you know that's not um which is nice it's very nice um but i just um i guess i just wanted to say thank you for sort of being in my life um oh. um it's been um well it's been nice it has been i've enjoyed it um Yes. It's been nice for me too. It's been, um, it's sort of changed who I am, I guess, um, being with you and, um, well, I mean, you sort of taught me how to use magic properly. Um, uh, well, yeah, true. Down the right path and, um, uh, <laughs> I'm glad that happened. Yes. Um, but yes, we've, we've sort of done a lot of exploring and adventuring and now we're just kind of, uh, here. This is sort of well I guess the after is now, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> After's yeah. now. It's a nice after. Yes. Um and I thought it um would be nice to um the after if we could take a seat here and sort of look at the uh, the sun setting in this gorgeous place. Um any sort of gestures behind you. Um, yeah. as you can see um, just over the, the hilltops the sun is just very slowly um, setting the last couple of rays of, of light um, peeking out before it um, the sun goes to sleep of a night time I guess um, <laughs> yep um, yeah and and turns back and just smiles at him. Uh, so Caius is no longer in the seat. Um, oh no! <laughs> it, it takes you a little while to sort of find him, but um, he's gotten off his seat and he's um, uh, kneeling on the ground in front of you. Um, and in <laughs> uh, in his hand, he's holding out towards you a. Um, uh, a small jewellery box inside which is a, um, a fairly plain looking um, 
silver and gold ring um, with a, a small pink uh, sapphire embedded in the top of it. Um, and he says, I um, <laughs> I told your father that I would be here for you. And I would very much like to make that official if if you would have me. They kind of like looks around like the um like the place like oh oh my god yes 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 absolutely absolutely oh my god Caius <sighs> and he like plops to the ground like throws himself to the ground um like with like throws his arms around Caius like a little tackle hug <sighs> yeah yeah absolutely no that yes <laughs> the easiest yes in the world. <laughs> That would be amazing. I think <laughs> you're right. This is the after now, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'm, I just, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what to do now. Um, this is um, I've been planning for this for a while, but now uh, now I'm sort of lost. Um, <laughs> oh, honey, that's okay. Just kiss me. <laughs> And we do. Yeah. Okay. Rook. Oh goodness. Follow that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I'm so happy for them. <laughs> oh gosh. Um so in the following years, um, as I mentioned before, Rook has this like mishmash of just really good things happening as well as responsibilities, as well as finally having to um, work through the grief that she's had for so long. So I think of, uh, firstly, like she finally gets the time to just work on herself. Um, she she goes, she, she starts meditating again and carving and, and doing yoga, all these things that she had stopped during the tail end of her revenge mission when she started working for the convocation and everything she stopped doing these things and she started to pick them up again uh, probably even going to like meditation lessons with like other people eventually and maybe like dabbling in some other things like she starts she tries out painting and stuff alongside the carving <laughs> uh work-wise she she does help out Anya a little bit in the organization that she creates. Uh, she doesn't have an official role or anything. Um, she doesn't want to butt in on Anya's work, um, but she will help out with uh, connections, advice, and her acts if is needed. So she stands. She spends a bit of time uh, traveling. Um, Anya and Rook. They, yeah, they're, they're nomadic people. They're wanderers. So they have homes in um, Karas and ones in uh, 
uh, Dorum as well. So they'll travel between them. But they and of course, uh, Roya, she she often stays with Rook, although sometimes also the Fire Genasi tribe that she's um, come to grow so close to. Um, Rook guides her in her spiritual journey as a seer. Um, and also through her life, just trying to help her uh, not make the same mistakes that Rook did, but also to exist as uh, a comforting presence, someone to guide her through life. And importantly, um, with Roya's assistance, Rook starts to write. She writes a book about their tribe, about the ancestral magic, but also the, the history and their culture and just the story of everything that happened with them. So together they um, immortalize their lost tribe. But they also grow, go on to grow it and, and create it anew. They start to look for new members, uh, people who may, may wish to learn their ways and dedicate themselves to this life. It's not the same tribe. It, it can't go back to how it was. So that's, it's quite different in some ways. It's not always as geographically tied to the deserts, although they do have a, a strong um, appreciation for the desert and the sun and the heat. Um, and it's not people that were born into it, it's people that were initiated into it. And there's some magics that are lost, but together they all manage to work and bring this new tribe into existence. <laughs> so, uh, alongside this, uh, rather important, rather meaningful writing that Rook does. Um, she also does, <laughs> she also writes a self-help book, which is called, Is Vengeance the Best Medicine? Which has advice about revenge and the, the, some of its pitfalls and like, how do you best approach your revenge arc and what problems may you fall into? And it also has tips for like yoga and meditation and general well-being things. So she works through that. <laughs> and yeah, um, the years they go well for Rook. Uh, she helps Karas to freedom. She raises Roya, keeps the memory of her tribe alive. And she also does a fair bit of mercenary and adventuring work since that's what she loves and that's her career. And throughout all this is her love for Anya, a gentle love but a strong one that lasts for years. <laughs> All right. Bertie. Um, well, yeah. Um, well, for the most part, I mean, as usual, Bertie is a businessman. So he would continue to put work into his store, into Baywaran's Boutique of Bewilderment, both the control part of his own life and give guidance to his two young staff members. He works with Tanev and with others to supply additional goods. He might even look into expanding his reach if things go well, focus on some things if they're popular, finger always on the pulse of what sells and what people want, because he's used to that. But not as frantic anymore. Maybe things get big enough to travel across Fiel or across the seas and continents? Maybe not. 
He has drive, but he has a family, a friend, and a soulmate to focus on. He's also just bonkers, yonkers rich now with a title and a partner, soon to be husband from old money. So he has a bit more help this time than he did when he first started out. He helps Caius out with things when he can. The night school where earlier Caius invited him once to show his wings and his fighting to children of the light of children instead of just as a weapon. He tries to be as available as he can be. He tries to keep busy, but it's less restless than he was. Um, he tries to find time to just enjoy the present, cook, talk to his friends. He probably, uh, maybe the day after Caius proposes, because lots to talk about and do, like Ross, Anya, and then even Newman, and then even Rook in a less intense way just get just screaming on the sending stone <laughs> um, um, <laughs> for quite some time um, but yeah um, he's yeah trying to both consolidate his life the, and the, the past that's brought him there and the present and the future that he now has um, I don't know whether he would um either patched up with Bianca properly but yeah as he said after a couple of years um Bianca might reach out decide that she's ready to talk um and Bertie would try to make time present for that yes I think roll me a persuasion check okay hang on I rolled a natural 19 so that's a 25 (laughs) I think it's it's slow going um, but I think eventually she does um, come to look to you as as a father perhaps after a lot of ice cream Bertie <laughs> <laughs> um, never quite knows how to feel about that but he does He's happy. He talks to Caius about it at length. He talks to his friends, to Ross, to Anya, to everyone. And But he's happy about it. He still... It's still very difficult for Buddy to rein in his entire personality because he's very anxious to be a good dad um, or to, to be a presence for her anyway um, she's already an adult herself of course um, but he's really happy about that it seems to it doesn't seem to be like he doesn't feel the need to be a father to her but he wants to undo some of the things that his absence has caused her I suppose and he knows that he never really can but he wants yeah. to try. Um, and yeah, but he's happy about it. He's happy to hear from her. Um, I don't know what Bianca does, whether she spends still spends a lot of time traveling, um, whether she gets involved in her own sorts of things, but whenever she's there, but he wants to be present um, when she wants him to be. Um... And yeah, um, 
I guess like Bertie would at some point try to suggest having a like dis- discuss with Caius about having a teleportation circle built at his house so that they can connect the one that Bertie has at his house. Um, but I don't know whether Caius would want this. He might want be more interested in having that journey and that privacy to himself. I think that's a conversation Bertie would have with them regardless. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> If that's something there, regardless, Bertie would, um, after a time, make it clear to Caius that, like, this is Bertie's house, but it's also his. Um, and yeah, again, we're literally engaged, so it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, and well, I presumably, depending on how long their engagement is, they would be married by at some point over those 15, next 15 years. Um, so I'm not too sure where that would that would go, maybe. But, um, yeah. He would, yeah, he would raise, like, either having transport there or, um, or travelling to there, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure. That's up to bitch. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, I guess um, yeah. Regardless, yeah, Buddy would want Caius around as much as their lives allow, especially now that the everything. Um, both like because that's how they've always been, at least for a long while, and because he feels safe around him and more at ease. And they probably have some more sleepovers now too <laughs> um, than they used to. Um, but yeah. But he doesn't fight if he can't help, if he can help it. Um, sometimes he might be needed as a knight or as a friend, but he spends a lot of time being quiet and calm and safe. He doesn't travel around as much. He's spent so much time doing like everything to keep a living to stay alive to earn a quick buck um but now he's happy to be in the present um he sees his friends when he can he spends as much of time with Caius as he can but he's happy Anya so the 15 years um that follow. Anya spends a lot of that time, um, admittedly, being part of this organization that she founds. Um, after the first few years, once they have established enough to properly have a footing, um, she does she does approach cigar um, to see if he would join which do you want me to roll a persuasion um, for that? yeah roll me a persuasion check um, as he was someone who from the start knew everything that had happened um, but that's just a seven, so... I think you probably... Cigar's quite old. Um, and while he's sympathetic... He to, run deep. Yeah. Well, it's not so much that. I, I think Cigar is... By the time you approach him, Cigar, cigar is probably at the point where he is 
uh, going into retirement. Um, and while he is sympathetic to your to your organisation and all they do, um, and offers help where he can um, in small ways, um, he yeah he at that age where he simply wants to be able to enjoy his final years. When um, when Cigar rejects her offer but leaves the communication open for any ways he can help without being active, um, that's most likely the time that her and Athena choose to make an official standing to become part of the political climate. And when Anya proposes this idea, um, she makes sure that she is the one to speak. I think maybe a small battle uh, happens there between her and Athena who uh, most likely doesn't want her to cause too much of an upset, but Anya thinks it's too important. So when um, the hearing is raised and uh, they are set to put forward, uh, Anya phrases herself as follows. You are all in positions where every piece of power that you have should be to help people. At the moment, uh, things are good. There are places that are healing, but I have seen firsthand countless times the way that the inaction of the convocation and of the other it's unacceptable we are here to hold you accountable politically and magically I frankly do not give a fuck what your opinion is on whether someone should be magical, whether someone should not be magical, whether this nation should be uh, part of this or that, I do not care. What I care about is that you are prioritizing the people first. Many of you have seen what I can do. There are many others who will have only heard it. So I need each and every one of you to take me seriously when I say that we will be doing this. And it's whether you want the uh, official regulations to hold back what I can do. (laughs) 
because regardless, I will hold you accountable and the people will have power. Roll me a persuasion check at advantage. I love getting a cheeky advantage for slipping swear words in there. Thanks, Darby. Okay, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Some nations are slower to, like, drag their feet a little. But um, you, you pretty much get everywhere that has any sort of um, global political system in place, uh, like globally recognized political system in place to, uh, to sort of agree to toe the line to some extent. Um, probably though, the, probably the nation that, uh, drags its feet the most is uh, those of the dragon empires as they are very much still uh, monarchies Um, a collection of monarchies under a high emperor Um, but they at least agree to some oversight yeah um so throughout that 15 years, not a huge amount of um, headway happens within the organization, but Anya um, does her best to ensure that at the very least they establish branches of it with trusted people within all of the nations. Um, when it comes to her friends, her family. Um, Anya... Anya first approaches Newman. She... um, Given what... Given everything that has happened, she... um, She is most likely a little bit... um, almost trepidatious when she approaches him, but um, she asks him whether he would consider joining. And if not... <laughs> if there is a, uh, a position there that can be held maybe every now and then, but most likely Newman will say no. He would say that he's happy to publicly support. Whilst he doesn't have much of a name for himself, he probably won't take any permanent position. He's going to be avoiding commitment for a while. So that is commitment. Anya, um, she very much understands and seems quite happy about that more than anything. Um, But she does ask him whether he would be happy to design um, the Ampa Tower um, in Dorham. And she says to him, I know you are uh, experienced with um, knowing what an ugly fucking tower looks like. (laughs) And I would 
like very much for this to not be that. I would not trust anyone else with the job. The tower. Very tall. But on the ground sideways. (laughs) (laughs) I am leaving the entire design in your hands. And she does. And she does not argue, even when a mayonnaise dispenser gets put in the cafeteria. (laughs) Mandatory. Um, She also, um, at one stage, does go to approach Ross. And also Sam. Um, And at first, she was going to ask them if they wanted to join but after Ross made it quite clear that she was wanting to step back to live a normal life, um, she proposes something quite different. What do you propose, Anya? I, um, I understand you wanting to live a normal and quiet life. I'm glad you need it. But, um, visit every once in a while, pay for the people. Always. You don't have to ask. It's a shitty job being a fantasy auditor. (laughs) (laughs) It's very difficult working for fantasy ICAC, I can tell. (laughs) Um, Anya does ask Sam directly um, if he wants to join. But she also urges him not to. And she says to him, um, Sam, I want to give you the choice because I know you have the skill. I know you are overqualified and you have a unique understanding of how things work. But just know that if you join, I will never forgive you for giving up a quiet life that you need. Anya, I have never been a bureaucrat of any sort. And this is dangerously close to that for my tastes. I'm glad to hear it. I will note, um, while she does speak openly about her organization with both Bodie and Caius, she does not ask either of them if they would like to join. Um, The same to a different extent with Rook where she doesn't mention to Bertie and Caius why 
she hasn't asked them. She doesn't ever address it. But with Rook, um, she tells her. I I would ask you, and I'm always, my love, always happy for your help, but you deserve the rest. You deserve to prioritize what you need. I am here for many, many years. And I want to make sure that everyone gets the chance to rest. That's what I want too, I mean, I'm not gonna sit on my ass all day. I'm still gonna be doing the opposite of mercenary work and venturing, but Overall, I, I want to be with you, and I don't think getting tied up in bureaucracy is something that I'd enjoy, although I do like the organization that you've made. <laughs> I, uh, um, I don't think I want to see that. <laughs> I hardly want to see me there, but... Um... And I don't think I ever would have seen myself saying this. I think more bureaucrats kind of should be like me. Hmm. That's true. I mean, actually say what they mean and just be blunt about things. Don't go talking in circles. Stu, what needs to be done? They just. I mean, I'm glad of Afuna. It's its own language, and I will never learn it. But they'll learn mine. <laughs> I like that attitude. You'll change the world. We can only hope. Um, yeah, and Anya, while she works very hard, she spends as much time as she can with the others and she doesn't dedicate herself to her work. She has as much of an input as she can, but she mostly spends her time with her family because that's where she knows she's needed. Finally, beginning or ending with the character we started with, Newman. Um, so Newman will spend the next couple of years after that first year continuing the efforts that he put in place for the refugee course, obviously. Um, multiple characters are hard at work at that. Um, so Newman doesn't want to slack off. However, Newman will take extra care not to give himself any commitments. Every building that's erected, it's not in his name. It's just for the, the people who need it. 
anything that he puts in place, any um, foundations he builds or any laws that he may assist with or funding is just for the people and if anyone needs to run it it's someone who Newman will find or someone who Newman finds reliable and he'll put them in his place rather than Newman doing it so he doesn't really want that recognition he doesn't want to have that role uh, what Newman wants is once that's all in place is he wants to just do nothing <laughs> he, he doesn't have too many plans he'll spend the next couple of years after that kind of being the weird uncle at gatherings so if Caius ever throws a party Newman will be there whenever whenever Ross has a play Newman will be like the um, the hype man in the crowd or he might even be up on stage assisting um, he'll basically yeah just be spending time with his friends and family um there will be a point where Newman will actually start leaving Karas. Um, he wants to travel. He wants to go around. He spent pretty much from childhood to now just going wherever the calls took him rather than where he wanted to go. And now he's going to go where he wants to go. Um, he'll definitely start by revisiting some places he's been though meeting people he hasn't seen for a while Sarag one of them um, he will provide uh, companionship he will share his uh, mobile tea making contraption with him as well um, it's basically just a downscale version of the one that he of Sarag introduced a cigar cigar why am I saying Sarag who's Sarag Taven Sarag uh, no, definitely not Sarag. No, he's not <laughs> catching up with him. He doesn't like him. Takes the skull no. along with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Cigar. Let me just fix that in my notes. Excellent. Um, so, yeah. Um, help him with teas and just see how he's going. Find out about, uh, I guess, Anya's proposal that was offered to him. <laughs> um, and um, he'll continue on his journey. He'll go meet Parenthia and um, their wife Roma or aka Spiderlegs um, because they did invite Newman back um, to yeah basically catch up with Roma find out how these um, these legs work um, they kind of inspired him to start working into like um, can't quite remember the word but a prosthetics or things that can sort of assist with normal motion or normal body parts um, to add extra functionality same with cigar inspired Newman to really think outside of the box get into that artificer role rather than just the mechanical contraptions um, another one that Newman visits is our furbolg friend um, he helped us with the statue I believe the trademark, uh, trademark yes. term is the statue guy. Um, but yeah, he was the one that kind of talked like, oh, I, I have heard on. noises. Yeah, that's him. I couldn't remember his name, and I watched a quick YouTube video earlier. I couldn't find it. It was just... <laughs> he's so slow to talk. He takes up <laughs> so much time. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that's kind of that first encounter with the statue guys. What really kind of brought the three amigos together. Um, a few good bonding moments, and one of the last people that Numa um, wants to visit, uh, visit is Tanup, as well, um, because it's been a while. What what has Tanup been up to? Because I know they. They were following under Cigar's wing for a while. Yeah. Made a name for themselves completely. Where, what are they yeah. doing? So I think she is working as both like a supplier um, for Bertie as far as potions and alchemical admixtures. I can yes, serve. legitimate potions. Yes. But he does also uh, still sell the elixir, by the way. <laughs> while also um, once. Cigar does reach retirement, um, she probably becomes his replacement. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Newman would love to catch up with them and say how proud he is of them because they made a name for themselves, even though we kind of did it in the name of bullying. Um, it was it was very supportive bullying. <laughs> And um, yeah, he's very proud with what Tanup has done for themselves in such a short amount of time. So um, once Newman has kind of revisited all the places and actually gets to enjoy them without, you know, bloodshed, chaos, tragedy, and just gets to enjoy the places and the people for who they are and where they are, um, Newman might actually head back to Karas and there was someone in particular he wanted to talk to. However, he doesn't know where they are. So he might look to go and locate Borax, if possible. Roll me a... Roll me a survival check. Survival? Uh-oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alright, cool. This is just a flat. Mm. No Sarag today, I believe. Ah, that's a three. Three. No. No. You, like, he seems to have uh, disappeared. From all you can tell. Hmm. So I guess you couldn't find that through normal means. No. Um, cool. Um, Newman uses a wish. Okay. You would like to find out where Borax is. All right. That is word for word what he is wishing for. He would like to know the location of Borax. Probably a percentile. Mm hmm. 55? 55. You... 
It's not specific. But you are confident in the knowledge that appears in your head of um, his presence in the Aeolic Isles. Um, so I'm assuming that's a little out of reach for Newman at this stage. For day to day, yeah, you yeah. could get there with with travel, but then there's also like what you know of the Isles. There's so many places that that could be. Hmm. All right, and I believe there's another role I need to do now. Um. What for? Oh, for the uh, for the wish. Yes. Sickness. So yes. that'll be his um his second casting of wish. Yeah. Um. So I guess this will be a sixty-six percent chance that he cannot. Well, statistically, sixty-six percent chance that he can't. I don't think again. they're. I don't think they're cumulative. That it's just it's just a thirty-three percent chance each time. Mm. Each time, yeah. Yeah. But he succeeded once, is what right. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So how do I roll that one, Doug? That is a percentile again. Okay. Another percentile? Yeah. You need to oh, get... Oh, I rolled two of them. My bad. Let's roll one. 72. You are safe. You just needed to get above a 33. Awesome. Cool. Um... Um, and then one of the last things Newman would like to do, because he's spent quite a long time um, traveling around, experiencing the world, um, Newman would like to um, go and visit each person individually. So Caius, Ross, Rook, Bertie, Anya, Sam, they can all come. Um, he's going to hand deliver invitations to a get together at um, at our new place at Ross's new place <laughs> where Sam and Ross also live <laughs> yeah it's a surprise birthday party not a birthday party though but it's a surprise mum's the word Speaking of which, yeah. Newman will also be inviting his family. Is yeah, that Bertie would go? <laughs> yeah, Anya definitely goes. <laughs> yeah, Rook will go with Anya. Bertie will go with Caius, I imagine. Absolutely. Teleport time. Newman's parents absolutely go. His husband. As they should. Did they did they um, ever reply back to Newman's letter? Uh, they did. Uh, mm. It was that um, the, they replied with a letter to the effect of um, they are very proud of you and they cannot wait to see um, the change that you have made to their homeland. And this is Newman's way of kind of showing what's happened showcasing it essentially um and at the party Newman would 
maybe tell stories of the places he's been um the people who he's caught up with he'll share these stories with his parents and introduce every single one of you individually um (laughs) somewhat to the effect of the letter i'm guessing that he wrote originally and um his family would be like oh i thought that was them or (laughs) um and yeah no um newman just wanted everyone to meet each other um and then newman might get up and um maybe make a toast so he'll bang a fork on the side of a glass making a ting 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 <clears throat> and um he'll publicly address everyone um i just wanted to say thank you to everyone um i've done a lot of um reflection um over these past few years and um (sighs) Caius you're the one who kind of inspired me to take a step back and just get some perspective I believe was the wording (laughs) um so that's what I sought out to do um I wanted to thank everyone for making me feel welcome for supporting me so far and I've really got a taste of what it's like to go off on your own and just do whatever you want it's it's really something magical and the reason why I can do all of this stuff is thanks to every single one of you um so yeah I just wanted to say thank you Um, and then Newman will put down his glass and he'll say now for some entertainment I had a bit of a show in mind um, as Zoot Zoot will come out um, with a deck of cards (laughs) and hand them to Newman Um, in the background but he just starts it's like what is that? Um, Newman will heavily monitor every single one of you. Um, yes, I know this is reckless. I have faith, however. Um, how much does Newman know about the deck of many things? Does he know the effects of the cards? Because he's had it for quite roll some time me, now. Roll me an arcana check. Um, so everyone knows I have a deck of cards here. Um, that oh I have made boy. sure that I have the right cards for the deck of many things. Um, Bruce is free as frame horrified as someone who deals in magical goods is like, uh oh. It's once again happened. Dies in front of his families. (laughs) (laughs) It's once again happened where the cycle of um, me completely forgetting that you have the deck of many things. (laughs) Just false sense of security. Hate it. Um, 29. 29. Okay. Yeah, you know that this is quite risky. There are some really bad things in there, some really good things in there, and quite a few, like, moderately good, moderately bad, fairly neutral things in there. Mm. Um. You should be able to see my uh, 
dice tray there? In the call? Or have I gone to the wrong camera? I can see no, it. No, we can see it, Debbie. Okay. We're all just horrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So how many cards are there in total, Darby? There are a total of 22 cards. Co- total of 22, so we're doing the full the full deck. You're doing oh. the full deck? No, 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 no. Oh, no. We're no. doing as, the as in full it's a deck. Thir- I know it's a 22-card deck instead yes. of a 13-card deck. Yes. yes. All right, cool. Um, Newman says, uh, drumroll, please, if you'll indulge me. Uh, Caius very excitedly does that because he's excited for a card trick. <laughs> Rick does the okay. same, but is also like, at the worried faces. Anya, who can't see what's going on and has had a few drinks because she was anxious about meeting Newman's parents, um, enthusiastically drops. <laughs> All right. Ross, who co-bought the deck of many things, is making direct intense eye contact with Bertie across the room, like, uh, uh. Bertie um, is just glaring intensely at Ross, his like face, like his forehead sweating as he even reaches into reaches for the deck. Alright. So um, and you yeah, must declare how many cards um, you're going to draw. Uh hang on, sorry, no, there is there is one more thing I would like to do, sorry. Oh yes. Um I just wanted to see if it works. Um, so, with a 29, would Newman know the type of cards in here? Uh, what do you mean, the type of cards? Well, I believe the uh, cards have names. If uh, you would, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go through and list them all. Like, those no, are that's all... fine. That's yeah. fine. Um, Newman will cast a wish, his final third wish. Um, and his wording is... I wish for the first card I pull out of this deck to be the moon card. And then he will say three and draw his first card. All right. So, um, I'm going to move that around (laughs) so that uh, I'm not going to adjust the shuffle beyond that. But. If this works, um, there's irony in this. <laughs> um, but you use the wish to, um, yeah, to get the moon card as cool. the first New- card. Newman just wished for more wishes. <laughs> Jake, I'm oh going to remove God. myself from the planet. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh... Yes, you were granted. Uh, roll me, roll me one d three. As you were granted the ability to cast uh, the wish spell one d three times. One d six halved. So does it round up or down? Down, I'm assuming. Uh, it is up with a d three okay. for a d six. Well, Newman rolled a five. Five. So that is that is a three on the d three. You, you got three one more wish wishes. However, <laughs> because you are ca- you are casting them yourself like this, mm-hmm. um, if it ever comes up, um, you would suffer the the wish sickness. That's fine. Right. Um, but also, there's it might be irony to this because he might not be able to cast wish any. <laughs> yes, roll the percentile, <laughs> and we still have two more cards to draw. 
46. That was close. That was close. Yeah. All right. All right. So the second, second card, card, please. Ace of Spades, which is Talons. No, that's the that's the Ace of Clubs. Sorry, the Talon Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades is Donjon. Oh no, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no, this is a bad one. Um, you disappear and become entombed in a state of suspended animation in an extra-dimensional sphere. Everything you are wearing and carrying stays behind in the space you occupied when dis- you disappeared. You remain re- imprisoned until you are found and removed from the sphere. You can't be located by any divination magic, but a wish spell can reveal the location of your prison. You draw no more cards. If only someone else at the party had a wish. You bastard, you're so lucky I have one left. Okay. So, I'm, I'm just going to do what they did in, uh, in campaign one of Critical Role's wrap-up when this happened to Grog, and then say... It's easy enough to assume that you went through the process. Um, uh, let's let's see, let's see how what kind of place he ended up in. Uh, Just while you're looking that up, um, I think it's very safe to say, as that card is drawn, uh, there is a brief moment of silence, and then. Caius very loudly applauds. <laughs> the disappearing act. <laughs> yeah. The best card nice. trick. Yeah. What oh, happened? Shit. I can't hear Newman anymore. Um, oh, yeah, I guess no. the... The... Um, I guess Zoot Zoot falls to the ground and disappears. The... Um, the robotic armor kind of just stands there without human inside of it, um, and yeah, his his daggers and bag of holding fall to the ground. Um, his necklace that he made out of the medallions of the, um, yeah, made out of the um, Magister's symbols falls to the ground as well, and then there's just silence. If everything he was wearing, right. Yeah. yeah, Newman's naked. Newman <laughs> naked in a sphere somewhere. Homie, you're in the yep. womb again. <laughs> <laughs> so, but through the use of Ross's wish, you are eventually able to find find him and bring him back home. Um, and but, I believe that also means that I don't draw the third. No. Um, so there is no third card. Mm. But Newman is happy he made one final <laughs> stupid memory. Okay. And, on and he that has note, learnt his lesson. And on that <laughs> weird <laughs> note, that is where we're going to leave tonight. That is where we're going to leave this campaign. Maybe maybe we'll, we'll uh, do a one-shot at some point to, uh, to cover the story of when Newman was rescued from some extra planar, extra dimensional prison. But it has been a long night for us. It's been a long 
for years. Thank you all for joining us on this adventure. Um, and we will see you in the next one. Thank, Thank you very much, everyone. It's been an honor. Sorry for listening. <laughs> sorry for listening. Sorry for if listening. you've made it this far, I'm so sorry yeah. for listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of content to get through. Goodbye. Sorry well for listening. Done. I really Goodbye. appreciate you. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Let's see do you. it again, gang. Yeah. Yeah. very much everyone yes. it's been a really exciting little journey i really enjoyed all of your characters so much i'm really excited to see where they're going to go and that they're going to like the futures they're going to have i guess which are still not written even at the end of this session so yeah thank you very much i really love all your yes. characters and you guys you're all amazing so thank you all right. i love I all of you all. so much and i'm so glad yes. i've met you through this so we are love starting very much 12 11 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3,